the magic in this is that you're putting the onus on the teammate to think about their own performance honestly and then present it to you. So you'll learn a lot about the people on your team based on the type of answers that they bring to the table. If they have nothing for you, they may not be putting a whole lot into their job. They might just be clocking in, clocking out. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What up, Maddie? Matt? Rick, what's happening? Good to see you again. I call you uh, Maddie Light. What is it? No, Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice, whatever. Are you a Falcons fan? I am now. Been here long enough. Really? I don't know. It might not be. They lose all the time. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, who do you like? Well, I'm from Dallas, man. I mean, I've been here longer than you, but I like the Cowboys. And they're hard to like. I mean, They haven't been good in forever. They're America's team. They could suck forever, and they're still America's team. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, man. What, do you, what are we talking about today? Well, I had a question the other day from our licensees, and it was how we evaluate our trainers. Ah, so I figured you could yeah. uh, tell me a little about that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I get that question a lot, too, so that's interesting. Um, well... Let's start with, there's really two ways, right? So there's two ways that we, that you can, and we feel like are the best two ways to evaluate trainers, coaches on okay. your staff, right? Cause it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of a gray area. Like you can, you could go hard numbers, KPIs and things like that. But these are the two ways that we feel like are the best two ways, right? So we'll start with like um, the more traditional one of the two. Um, and I've been asked this question before, like how often do you review your coaches or your team? You know, is do you do an annual review and does that always come with a pay raise? What does that look like? And it's like, ah, you know, sometimes, sometimes not, right? Depends on the role of that individual, depends on the budget, depends on how the company's doing. There's a lot of things that go into that. But um, I will say that waiting a year until you do a sit down with anybody on your team is way too long. That's like a long time. That's a long <laughs> time. And, you know, people can get, it's just, even in a small environment, people can get a little sideways with kind of how they fit in and what sure. they're doing and what's next for them. Right. So we switched a few years ago from an annual review to a quarterly review. So it's literally a quarterly sit down. Right. So that was, that helped a lot because then we can get to sit down and have these conversations before things get too far gone. Right. Even in a small environment, because when people show up, they're here to work, right. We're busy. So, um, Quarterly meetings, first of all, um, and as far as frequency. And then what happens in those meetings is real important. So it used to be sitting down and us just talking to our teammate about what they could do, maybe what they could do better, what we're seeing. And they're just sort of taking in our information. And then we would at the end be like, so you got any comments? And they're still trying no. to process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I'm pissed. Right. No, it, you know, processing all the feedback we'd given them. So it's kind of hard time to be like, these are all things you need to do better, but you're doing pretty good, you know, you know, sandwiching it, right? You're doing really good. You could get better right. here, but overall you're doing really good. Um, how do you feel about that? You know, it's like too much pressure and people don't think that way always. Right. So what we found was better is to like put the onus on the people that we work with. Right. So have them think about it before they get to the meeting. And this is the way that we do that. And I don't remember where I picked it up, but I certainly didn't create this. I borrowed it from some other business book or what have you, but essentially this is what we do. We give them a, a basic template sheet to fill out, and it states, um, you know, four things essentially, four items that we're going to discuss. The first one is, what should you keep doing, right? Now, what that means is, imagine, I guess, you're thinking through the lens of like somebody on the team, right, that that works with us, and they're thinking like, okay, what are some things I'm doing now that I think are positive, impactful for myself and for the team that I would like to continue to do. So in, in other terms, this would be like, what am I doing really well right now? Right. What am I going to keep doing? And this might even like bleed over into personal things like, Hey, you know, what's been helping. I've been 
I've been studying for precision nutrition certification, right? I've been doing a chapter a week, you know, that's been helping me just learning helps me teach. It helps my brain. So I'm going to keep doing some kind of a course for an hour every morning. Great. Love to hear that, right? It's part of, it's part of who we are, right? Sure. Awesome. Love to hear it. So keep doing could also be just things that are happening on the floor or like, I'm going to keep, you know, hitting those, those, you know, core tenants that we have, those type of things. So okay. keep doing. And then the next one will be start doing. Well, before we go start doing, let's talk about keep doing. Is there right. any input that you're putting in from your side? Are you yeah, going to tell oh, them? Good question. You know, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends. If we feel like, because this is an opportunity, keep doing is obviously very positive, right? It's sort of like you think about this as things they're doing well. So this is actually a good time, good question, and a good time for you to add something to that. Like, you know what? You know what I also think that you should keep doing that I've noticed a difference in is this, right? Like you get here, you're very organized when you get here. You get here, you're very methodical. You get your stuff done. Um, you know, you're ready for your sessions uh, on time. You always look great. You know, whatever these little things are that you might sure. notice to give them a little bit of that pat on the back, right? So the keep doing is positive. They're thinking positively, and then you can certainly pile on something more positive, right? Yeah. As the um, as their manager or owner or whatever that is. So so yeah. So keep doing positive. Next one would be start doing, and I would think of this as more like an opportunity, right? So for them, they might think, you know what, I need. I really need to start. Again, we talk about maybe I need to start reading more about this, or maybe I need to start. Um, I need to do a better job of you know, looking for wins for my clients in every session, or I need to start you know eating better because I've been off my game lately and I don't feel like I'm living with integrity if I'm like eating terribly, right? And then trying to coach clients through fat loss, right? These are just examples, sure. but there's a million and one of those, right? And again, as an input from the manager, if there's something that you would like to see them start doing, and again, we think about this as an opportunity, right? Then now would be the time to say, you know what I'd love to see you start doing? Um, you know, it's an example of people on our team. I'm like, I'd love to see you jump on the Facebook, the private Facebook page once a week, right? And leave a little bit of info. Like, you know, you're a, you're a really dynamic coach, get the ear of the whole place. I'd love to, to, for people to hear more from you, right? So jump online, jump on our private Facebook page, do a five to 10 minute, something on nutrition or habits or, yeah. or change or mindset, you know, give me something like that. And they might be something that they didn't even think they were supposed to be doing or allowed right. to do. And they're like, Oh, cool. I'll do that. I'd like to do that. Yeah, it's like, cool. okay, good. And also like, can't be just start doing now. It might be a build off of something positive they're already doing. Right. So they might be already maybe dabbling a little bit on Facebook. It's like, Oh, your posts are great. Let's start doing more of it. You know, yeah. put a, more of a positive spin on it. Like you need, don't, you know, need to do more of this. Yeah. 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 And stuff, I mean, listen, so. it's like, that's not negative. Like that, that might even be keep doing if they're doing it a little bit. Right. And then it's like, keep doing that, maybe do more, but start doing is something like, where do we see an opportunity for you? Sure. Maybe even within the organization or, or, you know, places to upskill yourself, whatever that is. So, um, that's the way that we look at keep doing. So it's, uh, start, keep, and then stop and stop could be seen as negative, but really, it's just about um, what are some things that you're doing within the company that are maybe not helping you personally or helping the team, right, move forward. So you, you could say, thing, you know, it might be something like, hey, listen, um, you know, I need to stop, uh, you know, drinking so much coffee in the morning because I crash at 11 and I still have another hour to train people. And I'm just, that's my 11 o'clock sucks, right? Or I need to, you know, stop staying up too late at night because when I come in the next day, I'm knackered and everybody can tell, right? Whatever those things are, right? Yeah. Um, those are really basic examples, but there's a million and one. And this is your chance as an owner. If you see again, something that maybe you'd like to see different, right? Something they're doing habitually that you don't like. Um, you know, maybe you could say, you know, 
overall, I think you're doing really well. The thing that I see that you need to change is you need to pay more attention to the music that you're playing. Because when you come in, you know, maybe in the afternoon shift when we're closed, you know, you put on rap music and then you like it. So you leave it on at night and you know that we have a set playlist. So like you definitely need to to pay more attention to that and stop leaving the rap on, sure. right? For our customers at night because our customers are average start age of like 48 years old or you know, now into the 50s. So it's like they don't like that kind of music necessarily. Yeah. Not, not always, but you know what I mean. So again, those are real basic examples. But so you've got, you know, keep doing, start doing, stop doing. And then the last one is um, what can we do for you? So this would be like a little bit of turning, right? So we're having a dialogue. Now, mind you, the magic in this is that you're putting the onus on the teammate to think about their own performance honestly and then present it to you. So you'll learn a lot about the people on your team based on the type of answers that they bring to the table, right? If they have nothing for you, they may not be putting a whole lot into their job. They might just be clocking in, clocking out, right? Um, so that's the magic of putting the onus on them. Then that fourth question is how can we help is basically telling them like, based through the lens of the first three uh, questions that we gave you, right? What are things that we can do to help you with that? So maybe they had to stop doing that. They don't really fully understand how to stop doing it. And they could really use your help doing that, right? Sure. Or maybe they want to start doing something like a, a blog post for the, for the gym or jumping on Facebook, but they need you to help them understand technically how to use Facebook live or whatever that is, right? Really basic stuff. Um, and we've talked about this in, in previous meetings, Matt, where, um, like teaching people how to work. Right. And so that's a little bit what we're referring to now. If you have a low performer on the team, it's our assumption as an owner that you either have it or you don't. Right. So that's assuming that the ability to work is an innate ability, right. That you either have, or you don't. And I think there's maybe a little bit of that, but I also think there's some skills that go around it. I think everybody wants to work hard and do a great job. And you're certainly going to do more of something that you feel like you're good at. Right. Sure. And so if you could teach people how to work better or help them reach some of their start doing, keep doing, stop doing goals, right. As a leader or a manager, um, you're going to get a lot more buy-in, right? So yeah. that's why that question may be the most important on the whole list is like, what can I do to help you? And sometimes you might have to, they might be like, Oh, I don't know. You're doing great. You know, some people are just so agreeable. They don't want to tell you anything to do, you know, that maybe they're just not their style, but you can look back even in that brief conversation to one of the three things that they've uh, communicated to you and you can help them and say, well, you know what? Like, I appreciate you saying that. Like, we love having you here, obviously. Um, but you know what? I could really help you with, with number two, you know, I can help you learn how to start doing those things. Why don't I, why don't we have a meeting next week? I'll sit down and show you how to do these things. Right. Or if you want to take this certification, you know, I'd be willing to fund that if you could then help us, uh, apply that to all of our coaching programs, right? Something like that. Right. So, um, I think that's really important. So that's basically it. It's that simple. But if you think about the psychology behind it, it's not put the onus on them. They have to think before they show up. It's not this top down information approach where you just bury them with info and then ask them, well, do you have any questions for me? No, they're literally presenting to you what they think. You give them feedback, maybe if your perspective, so you kind of both know where you stand. And then you literally at the end are like, how can I help you and be a good servant leader? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's partnership. And like you said, we're trying to, yep. you know, build a good relationship where both sides are happy. They, this got the employee over here that wants to be valued. Right. It wants to, this, you know, your manager does watch you do the small things. Yep. They want to see you do better. So all of that, it all comes full circle right into that. And that's, you know, if you meet with them once a year, good luck. You're not going to, 
<laughs> exactly. You're not going to have any buy-in. Yeah. So quarterly meetings, those are the four questions I'd highly recommend them. They've been very effective for us. It's just friendlier too. You know, it's like a troop, like you said, it's a partnership, right? Yeah. To one and the other. So that's what I'd recommend. Now, the only other way that we found to be super effective for um, basically grading, if you will, coaches or trainers is to use essentially the seven core tenets of a great customer experience. We've talked about that in a previous podcast where um, there's seven things that we want to see happen in every single visit for a client to the gym outside of the basic things like the place is clean, we're open, people have a smile on their face. I mean, okay, got it. Like those are the things you barely have the right to be in business if you can do those things, right? But like there's seven things that we want people to do. And then once once we know what those are, and I would highly recommend people come up with some, you can use ours or, or come up with your own, then you can grade your trainers across these core tenants, if you will, right? And you do that through what we'll call, for lack of a better term, secret shopper. So this involves pulling a client aside, like whether it be on a phone call, email, you pull them aside after a session and say, listen, would you do me a favor? I'm going to send you uh, just a basic form that I'd love you to fill out, right? And what what I want, it's going to be completely anonymous. And that's probably the most important thing is they're not going to be named, right? Because they don't want to be the one that's saying something negative about their coach or sure. trainer. And right? they don't want to do that. They don't want to do extra burpees or whatever that may be. So, so it's completely anonymous, but you're going to ask them these questions, right? So they're going to come in at a normal time. They do their normal session and then they fill out this afterwards and they get it to you and you keep the information completely anonymous, right? So essentially what it is, is it's a scoring system. We'll just say it's a one through five as a basic example, right? Around the seven core tenets. So we talked about ours. So, I mean, hell, I had to write them down because I've got so much shit going on. So, um, you know, ours are the name game, <laughs> introduction, describe benefits, touch, right? Touch during the session, look for wins, and then thanking people when they leave. So if that's the case, if I sent someone, a, a client, a survey, said after your session, answer these, those would be the questions, right? That's what I want to happen every single time in the facility, non-negotiable. So I would say, were you greeted by name within 10 seconds of entering the facility? Yes or no, right? Yeah. Great. You know, introduction. You know, how did you feel that the introduction was done? Were you introduced to anyone new in the group? Did the instructor do a good job of, of introducing the group as a whole, having you guys high five knuckles, introduce each other, you know, shake hands, whatever that may be. Yep. You know, that one you could rate like a one to five, right? Um, describe the benefits of the exercises. Were those was were the benefits of the exercise described to you personally? Yeah. Because it's got to feel like it's personal training. That's the franchise, right? That's what it's about. Um, were you touched at any point during the session? That always gets weird comments because our clients are crazy, but you know what I mean? Did were you touched at all? Yes or no, right? Looking for wins, did the did the trainer find any win that you had during the session, you know, give you a compliment on your form, your strength, your fat loss, anything like that. Um, accountability, which is basically, did they ask you when they'll see you next or if you're scheduled for your next session? Yes or no. And then were you thanked before you left the facility? Did anyone say thank you on your way out, whether it's at the desk, the coach, whatever that is, right? That's it. It's that simple. Then what we can do is we can, when you have these uh, data fields, if you will, you can compile that data. Then you can go back to the team so you could do it as a team thing and say, guys, we're killing it everywhere except for touch. Like we suck at that. Yeah. You know, so we might be, you know, only 30% of the time are we getting positive feedback on people being touched. So we just literally have to role play it. Like it doesn't matter. So you like do we, a lot of role play with touching. <laughs> Is that what y'all do? Well, everyone stands still and I've close your eyes. I've never been to a meeting right? where we did role play with touching. <laughs> Matt's the main model for touching. He's very <laughs> sensitive to that. As you can imagine, as a matter of fact, we could do a, a podcast just on touching. Yeah, right? yeah, that's a good idea. Um, looking for wins, right? Did they 
compliment you on anything, right? Were you, were you thanked on the way out? Just those basics. And so, like I said, take that to the team. You could do it as a team approach. Hey, we're great everywhere, but we're weak here. Let's try to work on this and fix it. Um, if you have what you'll typically see those, you'll have one or two coaches that are egregiously bad at right. like one or two things. That's when you can pull them aside. And I wouldn't even wait till the quarterly review. Honestly, I just pull them aside and be like, Hey man, you're not doing the introduction. Are you embarrassed by it? Do you not know how to do it? Like sure. what is with that? Like, why is that happening? You know, and just have an honest conversation around it. So how often do you secret shop? I mean, it's, that's a really good question. Depends on how many coaches you have. I and mean, we got two coaches work, working, working each shift in this new model. Um, so you can secret shop them, you know, five times in the morning. Um, so five times each quarter is plenty, five clients sure. for each, right? And do the same thing for the evening folks. I mean, it is such a personal thing, right? Personal training, right? Do you ever worry about not getting a legitimate answers? Do you ever feel like the customers no, are no, asking it? No, and here's why. Because the customer, like uh, another thing that you're doing that's really positive here is you're telling your customers that what the expectations are for their customer experience, right? So that's pretty powerful because we've had clients give us feedback like, oh, like, oh, you guys are really, you're really measuring this stuff or you really want all this stuff to happen or, oh, I thought you just did this, you know, by accident. It's like, no, like we're at some, this is important to us. Like we are holding our guys accountable right. to making sure these things happen and that your clients like that, right? Plus it gives them that ownership of the facility. Like, you know, we're small. So in this new model where, you know, our membership's like 250, right? So you, have, you only have 250 members. They like to feel like part of the process and helping you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's been a real positive. And as long as they're confident that it's going to be um, anonymous, right, they'll be happy to weigh in. And it actually makes them feel good. It's like you're trusting you know, their judgment on your business and you're telling them without telling them, this is what we want to happen every time you come in and why. And they're like, ooh. So I've ne we've never had a client do it that was not impressed, that sure. we even do it and wasn't, um, you know, happy to fill that out for us. Yeah. Yeah. What we should do next is uh, talk about the core tenants of just uh, running the business and the manager side, you know? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, there's a lot of those as well. So, but man, we could do, we try to keep these short or we could be on here for 10 hours. <laughs> just to give you guys a heads up offline, we usually follow up with another 45 minute conversation about something that came up, but uh, we're trying to keep you guys uh, short and sweet so you can get back to work. But yeah, man. So again, how do you evaluate trainers? Two ways, right? Quarterly reviews, start doing, stop doing, keep doing, how can we help? And then secret shopping through your clients based on all the techniques and messages. And first come up with your core tenants, right? Go back and I think it's episode four, go back and listen to what the core tenants are for us. Tweak them, come up with your own. I'd say at least have five and then secret shop your trainers through your clients on those five. And uh, it could do nothing but, but great things. And listen, wow. we've been doing this for 27 years. So those are the two, the two most effective and really the only ones that we use anymore to keep things simple. Cool. All right. Well, great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, man. Great question. Good awesome. to see you. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.